poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness Podcast. As always, this is your host, Coach Brad Wilson, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com. And I am joined, as always, by my co-host, John Chai. John, how you doing, sir? Uh, doing way better than last week. Less COVID, hopefully no COVID now in my body. <laughs> the, the COVID is, is slowly going away. I... I'm feeling way better myself. I haven't actually tested yet because I'm resolved to never leave my home again and <laughs> go do anything. So came <laughs> to Vegas, learned your lesson. Yep. This is what happens when you go outside and are around other people. You get sick. So yeah. Stay at home, grind on your office all day. Don't exactly. see anybody. Yeah. Never see anybody. Just coach wolves, do private coaching sessions, um, and go to sleep. Uh, oh yeah. And do podcasts, I guess. That's another thing that I, that oh. I need to do. Yeah. But, um, what, what's our theme for today's show? Flop check raises. Flop check raises. First hand is going to be, um, again, similar to last week's episode. I think it's going to be like more just me kind of explaining my thought process in a hand that I think, um, played out relatively standardly. And then the second hand, I actually have some personal questions about. All right. Well, let's dive into these. First couple of hands, or actually the first hand of yep. a couple of hands. So the first hand set one KNL, um, button opens to $25, small blind folds. I'm in the big blind with six three of hearts. I call the 25. Um, oh, we're about 120 or 123, 124 big blinds effective. Flop yeah. is nine seven four rainbow with one heart. So I flop a gut shot and a backdoor flush draw. $55 in the middle. Um, going to start with check. Well, the leading is probably not the end of the world. Yeah, so um, first thing is we're defending the Trey 6 suited these days to the 2.5x button, huh? This is... Our, 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 the, the spot where you used to make fun of me was not opening the 6.4 suited on the button. I don't know if that's what... Yeah, they're related. Here. They are. Oh, they're related. Okay. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're kind of similar, right? Well, you you, do you, are you opening the 6-4 suited on the button these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look at your database later and see. Oh, um, 6-4 suited. <laughs> yeah. Filter for 6-4 suited on the button. I just don't get dealt that hand. Villain <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, bets a third. So to recap, by the way, you've got the six tray of hearts. You flop a gut shot with backdoor flush draw on nine six four rainbow. Villain bets a third, and you check raise to uh, villain's third is seventeen, and you check raise to eighty two. So, is that like five x ish? Yep. I don't know that Just there's about a, 5X. Yeah. I think that you know you could go either way here, calling or check raising. Any reason specifically as to why you went for the check raise here? Um, I think this is like probably going to be close to 
the bottom of my check raise range. I think I would like there's some slightly more obvious check raise candidates, I think, that are like actual open enders like 10, 8, 8, 6, 5, 6. Um, did I have a reason for check raising here versus just calling and then either check raising turn or betting the river if the turn checks through? Not not a great reason, I guess. I, I think I, I guess like in general, I think like check raise barrel barrel um is like a very, very effective bluff line. So in I think, spots that are like someone close, I, I generally default to that. Yeah, I think like it's probably a good idea to have some like uh, smaller in of the straight draws to check with. So on like uh, jacks and tens and eights, uh, we have like natural barrel hands that aren't straights um, on the turn. Yeah. So like tray five, tray six are really kind of the worst two gut shots that that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on like an eight, you know, now you can bet and don't just always have a straight or two pair or set when when you bet uh, so yeah I, th- I think the hand is you know totally fine and um but as i said you, you could call two and like it's not the end of the world yeah i agree uh, and we we do get one of those nice turn cards uh, the ten yeah. of hearts so ten nine seven four is now the board we have the tray six of hearts so uh we got a, we got a double gut shot there yeah, double double gut shot now to with the, a flush draw. With a flush draw, yeah. The eight gives us the dummy end. Five gives us uh, the dummy end. <laughs> 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 Both give us the dummy end, but you know, whatever. Uh, definitely a card that you're going to barrel on, I assume. Yeah, for sure. I think six is like a reasonable card to have. It you know uh, makes it less likely that our that the button villain has eight six. Um, Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, I think he can still definitely have a hand like Jack-8. Um, I think he could uh, definitely have, like, sets and two-pair hand himself. So still lots of good hands for him to have, but uh, I really like the turn blocking yeah. 6 Yeah, so you actually bet, like, 70% here, and I would... I would... press as to why only, like, 70 I think like an overbet makes a lot of sense here too, right? Yeah, because I'm only betting like two pair plus, and then my draws like this. Yeah, and the SPR is like, over, like five yeah. on the turn. So yeah. it's you know when you start by overbetting, you know we can just get stacks in on the river, pretty effectively. Yeah, oh, nothing stopping <laughs> us from getting stacks in with this size. That's true. Um, I think a lot of your hands though. A lot of your value hands probably do want to go bigger, though. Uh, two pair sets right. to set up like a, you know, smallish one to one SBR. Cl- closer to one to one SBR, yeah. I guess the downside with like overbetting is if they have a hand that they decide they just want to go with, like them ripping the turn is pretty devastating. Yeah, that would hurt a lot. Yeah. As it is, you know, when you bet like 142, uh, I guess we can call a raise. To like, you know, depends on what size they raise to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. You're, I mean, maybe that's a point, a good point for overbetting. Like, even if they do raise versus this size, it, it still sucks. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we have to fold, right? Yeah. But, and maybe they never raise versus overbet, which I think would be a reasonable way to play your hand. It's just, yeah. Flat everything that you're going to continue with. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter because we're going broke no matter what. <laughs> like, if they don't, well, they if don't, they they don't, don't raise, yeah, they, they don't know that. But once you overbet the turn, uh, we are 
probably going broke on most rivers. And as a matter of fact, if you bet 70%, you're probably going broke on most rivers any, anyway. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I think like my preference would just be to overbet here. And what size, uh, how big of an overbet are you thinking? Um, probably like 125 or 150. There's so, two nineteen in the pot right now, so something like three hundred dollars. Yeah, like if you bet three hundred um, on the turn, yeah, sets up one to one. Yeah, sets up about a one to one jam on the river. Slide over bet still, but seems seems better to me. Um, but you bet one forty two into two nineteen, and the opponent calls, and we get the river card of our dreams, uh, the ten pairs, which. Now gives villain boats, gives us uh, boats in our range as well. The final board being 10, 10, 9, 7, 4. Uh, no flush available. We have tray 6, so we have the 6 high still. Um, and the board is paired. There's 505 in the pot. Villain has $1,014, which is coincidentally almost 2x on the river. <laughs> so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the money goes in. Yeah. I feel like I say this a lot on Tactical Tuesday and I get usually get corrected, but this is a spot where I thought I should only have one size and that size is jam. Um, I thought my value here is going to be boats and straights and my bluffs are going to be hands like this or 5-6, five, 5-3, five, those types of hands. Um, I don't know what I would do with a hand like 10-8 or 10-jack. I don't think you would bet the turn with that. Yeah, I might not bet the turn with those hands. What um, would you do with 6-8? Because I don't yeah. think you would 2x rip the river with a straight. Right. I, would feel, I wouldn't feel great about that. Yeah, I think you're just... Well, they, I mean, they, they do have hands. Like, they, like, the button has a lot of 10x himself, I would assume. Like, they probably have all the 10-8s, all the jack-10s. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe even, like, a hand like queen-10 of diamonds or something like that. Yeah. So you're just going to rip the straight? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably better than, like, betting... 70 or 90 percent and getting jammed on and being like yeah great i hate everything like yeah i guess like another avenue we can go down on this spot is like checking our value do they have enough bluffs to justify checking our value in the spot um i'm gonna say no like i don't know if they they just stick it i mean that's not they have five six themselves they have you know maybe like seven x of hearts nine x of hearts themselves so like I don't know if they ever turn probably not nine X into a bluff, but yeah. I think like Yeah, I mean what becomes like quite difficult here on the river is like us having a checking range. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, really hard like, for us to like manage having like some kind of balanced checking range here. Yeah. That yeah. I think I think you're probably just gonna be betting for the most part. Um, cause if you, like, if you start checking, then you, you're mostly just going to be check folding, I would imagine. Right. So we would have kind of like split our sizes on the river where like boats plus I just jam straights. Maybe I pick, well, I guess the question is like, how many natural bluffs do they have really that can like exploit us by overfolding if we did check fold queen, jack of hearts, maybe. Yeah, kind of stretching. I mean, five six is a really obvious one. Yeah, I guess five six makes sense, but six eight's a straight. Eight ten is trips. You need yeah. some sort of like over cards with backdoor flush draw. So eight uh, five 
with the backdoor flush draw? I ate five of hearts. I got we got one combo we unearthed there. Yeah. Um well either way, we go for it on the river. And I think that like you you probably do just have one size here. I don't think you should split and have multiple sizes because if you decide if you are jamming like a straight, you don't want to be betting like seventy percent, letting their boats just rip. Right, and then letting their bluff catchers just kind of play perfectly. So I, right, I think right. it, this in this situation you do only have right. like one size. Yeah. Just target their ten x, maybe maybe like over pairs or something like that. When I do have the eight six, yeah, and we could also like make things much easier just going back to beating the dead horse of like overbetting the turn. Um, yeah. Then then it's like very obvious. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but. Uh, they do fold. Do we do we know what they have after they fold? Uh yeah. I don't know if it's gonna show in the video. No, it doesn't look like. Oh, I guess show. not. Okay. So yeah, villain had queen nine of hearts. So villain flop top pair turned the same flush draw that I did. Um, we actually got really lucky to dodge the heart on the river because <laughs> would have gotten stacked there. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, actually, villain. I remember this hand villain tank folding. Um, and I remember villain going into the tank and me thinking like, wow, like. What hands would they tank with? Maybe some like 10x, like 10 8 or Jack 10, like those types of hands are, you know, not sure about calling. And then when I looked up the hand and saw that they had Queen Nine of Hearts, I was actually sad. Yeah, I was like, man, you, you, you tanked with that? Like, I thought that would just be a snap fold on the river. Yeah. People are non believers, man. They, yeah. people are non believers. They, they want to find any, any rationale for calling down. Uh, although I think calling down with Queen Nine here would be quite a, mistake uh as we've yeah. as we've said you, you know we're really struggling to find a ton of natural bluffs that that you have on the 10 of hearts turn so what's going to be hand number two i flop a set flop a set and you need help yeah oh man i thought i thought we were further along in our progression oh no 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 <laughs> All right, let's see. I'll get put into weird spots with three of a kind still. <laughs> yeah, let, let's see how everything goes down right after the break. John's going to flop a set, check raise, and it's not going to go super yeah. well from what, I, what I'm understanding. In a world where a fish dog bets the flop and you don't know what to do, one man Coach Brad Wilson has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads that dunk to shreds. Nuffle. Available now. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Nuffle. Rated R. Welcome back to today's episode of Tactical Tuesday, where John is doing some check raising. John, you want to start breaking down this hand numero dos? Yep. I think this is a 500 zone hand. Um, starts with a open from the cutoff. Um, I have pocket fives, red fives in the small blind. I call the 1250 or the two and a half big blind open flop middle set on 10, five deuce rainbow. Uh, I start out with the check, uh, the cutoff goes ahead and starts with a half pot flop C bet $13 into the 2750. Uh, I have a set, so I'm gonna try to put more money in. Yeah, I think uh, that's pretty, pretty, 
pretty decent plan here. You, you yeah. flop middle set. So let's just start putting money into the pot. You have a decent amount of lower equity check raises, I guess, like ace tray, ace four. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we saw from Plus the last, last hand, I'm not going to struggle to find like gut yeah, shots, yeah. And open enders and stuff to check raise. Back so. doors and all right. the back doors. So villain bets 13. I check raise to 52. Ooh. And then something really unexpected happens. Villain bet three bets the flop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't encounter this very often i honestly think it's a mistake from villain i think like just managing your bet through bet range is going to be really really hard um i'm curious as to if like villain is doing this as like some sort of exploit maybe people do like react to this in like some way that i, I i'm not really aware of mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but i was really yeah i was just really surprised to see the bet three bet on a really really dry flop like 10 five deuce rainbow that is pretty surprising i would say it seems like it's just fos to me <laughs> it just it feels so like some sort of like backdoor with blocker type type of hand um yeah. i mean it's obviously polarized right like they're repping just sets and yeah. six seven of spades or something yeah six seven of spades or nine eight nine of diamonds something like yeah. that um so in that case, you know, I think a set's just going to give you the money or if they have a set of tens, then they get the money. And then like calling is like really the only available action that you have on the flop, right? Right. I think that's, that's, that is what I was thinking on top of that. I was also thinking like, if I were to raise again here, like what, what am I saying I have? Like, would I ever four bet three, four in this one? Yeah. I, I wonder like if you four bet the flop, I mean... It seems absurd, but like, what is Deuces thinking? Like, I, I would be like, oh my God, I'm just always going to lose here. Yeah. Like, do they ever do this with 10 5 suited? Like, does he even defend 10 5 suited? Yeah. Like, that's what, what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that I would fold, but like, I would feel really, 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 really sad about having yeah. Deuces. I think it'd be really tough to fold, especially if you, you know, assume that I'm three betting pocket tens from the big blind, which I definitely am. And you're like, wow, I only lose to fives. How can I fold Deuces? Because you only have one hand in your yeah. your four bet flop range, and that's pocket fives. Like you, yeah. you have like one hand exactly that does this, and no, no more. No. So for all those reasons, I decide to flat the one twenty one. Yeah. We go to a turn with two hundred seventy dollars in the middle. Um, effective stack is three seventy seven. The cutoff. The turn is four of diamonds. So now the board is ten five deuce four. I still have middle set. Probably gonna check here and just hope to stack the pocket deuces or whatever weird bluff they were doing the bet three bet thing with on the flop. Yeah, I think checking is probably standard. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. What about small lead? It's I don't I don't understand it. I mean, okay, like All right. basically they polarize the flop, and so like you yeah. just check to the polarized range and let them blast off if they yeah. feel inclined to blast off. I think the four is like. It's interesting that they check behind, I guess, is like the first thing. Yeah, so I check I check the turn on the four of diamonds and the cutoff checks behind, which again I was shocked by. I thought money was definitely going in on the turn. Makes me feel like they maybe improved to backdoor diamonds or some kind of straight draw. Yeah, or like Just, ace four, maybe, or like four six. Yeah, something like that. Um but I'd definitely be checking the turn and then just checking the river too. 
Ooh. Okay. So turn goes check, check. The river was where I had the real question. Yeah. A lot of weird things happening post swap on the sand. The river is the nine of spades. So the final board is 10, five, deuce, four, nine, no flush or anything. I didn't, I didn't know what to do here. Well, villain polarized the flop, right? So the range is still constructed in the same way, even though the turn checked through. Yeah, but like once the turn checks through, do they just have a lot of bluff catchers now? What bluff catchers do they have that can actually catch like, a bluff? Like, yeah, that's true. Six four. Yeah, four. I mean, is a four ace four? Is it really going to call a jam? What bluffs yeah. do we have with they have ace four? Like, that's a the problem is like once we call the bet three bet, like we're kind of struggling to find bluffs, especially on like a four. Um, we need to be turning like ace four into a bluff, I think, yeah. or three four. Yeah, tray four. Yeah, I think that those are really our only available bluffs once we get here. I, I think. Um, yeah, you're right. So yeah, like I would just be pure checking river and like expecting them to jam at a decent frequency and expecting them to like not call my jam if I did jam. Gotcha. I thought the river was like a little bit more indicative of, or sorry, the turn check check was a little bit more indicative of like some sort of showdown or maybe like. A bluff that's giving up so on the river i think i uh don't remember exactly what size i used but i think i went small trying to induce yeah from hopefully that like bluffing part of the range or maybe just get bluff caught by a four or something like that um i, mean, so I bet you, you bet ace 10 on the river no <laughs> yeah and i think that's like kind of what you're right so if i don't bet ace 10 on the river my my you know like how much value can i have <laughs> Everything else, jam the jam the six seven of whatevers or eight nine or whatevers. Yeah. Anyways, I try I try my best to induce and I bet eighty seven into two seventy on the river and and unfortunately the cutoff folds. Yeah. Doing a poor job of remembering to show what the cutoff had in these hands, but uh, he had queen ten offsuit. Nice. So, betting targeting bluff catchers, not so great. I mean, like, what, what am I supposed to do? I, he's not going to bet the river with his bluff catchers. You don't get to make any more money here. If yeah, you just they have, have to let his bluffs bluff. Yeah, you just have to let his bluffs bluff. I mean, I would say, like, one sort of interesting takeaway is, like, <laughs> their, their bet three bet on the flop. Maybe they plan on bluff catching on, like, not a four. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have no idea, like, what's happening there with their queen 10. It's Yeah, neither do I. It's just not one of the hands. I mean, I don't think you should be bet three betting anything. So I don't know what I would have seen in his hand and been like, oh, oh, that's normal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they show like, you know, seven, eight of, uh, seven, eight of diamonds, then at least it's like understandable to where like, uh, you you don't want to bet a third because you don't want to get check, check jammed on. Like your hand actually got like too good on the turn to bet. Okay. Okay. Or six, seven of diamonds, maybe like those hands would make sense to me. Um, more than Queen 10. Queen 10 yeah. is just like very bizarre. They like, I, I said that it was polarized on the flop, but like it's that, that's like a linear. I don't even know what, what they're doing with Queen 10. Can you go back to the flop? Yeah. Just the bet three bet size one more time. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to see if it could have been a misclick, but it doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like a misclick to me. It looks like a 2.5x three bet. You check raise at 52, they made it 121. Okay. So the lesson in this hand is like, if this ridiculous spot somehow ever arises again, just check the river. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because even a 10 is not calling one third pot somehow on the river. Well, basically, yeah, like the range that they're, the range they have on the flop when they go polarized, like that doesn't change at any juncture. So yeah. on the river, they're still polarized. So, like, yeah, they have a set of 10s. They're going to jam. They have a set of deuces. They're going to jam facing check. Then, like, all the low end hands are incentivized to jam too. And we don't want to bet to force those hands to fold. Right. And only put money in the pot when they have sets. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Because I mean, okay. the sets, the sets stack themselves or stack you no matter what you do. It doesn't matter. Gotcha. Um, okay. Bet, bet they hated things when you bet a third and they folded on the river though. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know exactly. I don't know Maybe. who hated things more, them or me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? What is happening? You check back the turn. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing in poker, right? Like you get in these obscure parts of the decision tree and it's hard to make good decisions when you got really, you're making up your plan on the fly as it goes. Um, but no, it's a good hand. I think like you did good in, in picking out the, the check raise <laughs> spots for this episode of Tactical Tuesday. So COVID must be dissipating. Yeah, COVID brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's all I got for today's show. Cool. Excited, excited to be healthy and well, and going outside. Kind of going outside, despite the heat wave that's trying to like fry me. Um, <laughs> I go to the pool and and swim is my <laughs> my exercise because it's just it's way too hot. All right, man. Have a good week. Oh, good episode. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.